You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given. Find Sacred Tension right here on Rock Candy and wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Brown Sugar Diaries with Erica Michelle, the chronicles and misadventures of a plus-sized brown girl navigating life, love, and healing. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Brown Sugar Diaries, on Twitter at BRWN Sugar Diaries, and on Facebook, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast, on YouTube, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast. You can send me an email, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast at gmail.com, and visit the website, Brown Sugar Diaries.com. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Brown Sugar Diaries. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you are a returning listener, hey, sugar, I hope all of you are still washing your hands, wearing your mask, taking your vitamins, eating well, practicing social distancing, drinking your water, moisturizing, and minding your damn business. I hope you all have had an amazing week. I hope your week last week was amazing. I hope your weekend was amazing. I hope you've been sticking to your New Year's resolutions. I hope you've just been doing all the things. Let's get to sipping. Let's get into this weekly tea. I only have two sips today because not too much was worth my attention this week. Okay, let's get into it. child for this first sip so we officially have a new president of the united states i honestly thought america would have this big sigh of relief but it appears at least from what i can see that we're still holding our breath (laughs) we've been let down too damn much like damn america we we got ptsd bitch but i'm actually ready to see how these first hundred days go um and what the biden harris team gets done over the next four years but beyond all that can we discuss the obamas i mean barack and michelle are just it for me like how you show up to somebody else's shit and steal the whole show shut shit down without even trying like they just did it for me and then did y'all see the former president just kiki in like i'm talking about a deep kiki then pence walked over to say hey y'all how y'all doing and then bill was the only one to speak but the rest like looked at him like bye and just kept kicking, hilarious to me. And then the news reporters were killing me, talking about how 45 wouldn't be a part of the presidential friend group. Like, of course not. He would not be a part of the presidential group text, bruh. Like, 45 is the Android, the Android phone in an iPhone group text to make it plain. But anyway, I enjoyed watching the inauguration. Not more than I enjoyed watching the Obamas, but I didn't, I did enjoy watching it. Like, I, I truly did. It was, it was like the place to be virtually. <laughs> but anyway, let's take another sip, child. Time's for the final sip. So I'm a bit late on addressing this, but let's sip on Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels album. Let's just say that I believe strongly, and you can lie about it if you want to, but we all got some hotels. I know I heard myself in a lot of those stories, especially Amanda's tale, because, ooh, that's some hard shit to digest, okay? But overall, I enjoyed the album. I especially love the song with Ari Lennox. I especially love the transparency that is Ari Lennox, because I I love authentic people. I love people who are vulnerable without pause. And who can be, you know, figuratively naked and not worry about or care about what people think and what people, you know, might have to say. 
that's the level of naked that I aspire to achieve, aspire to reach. Because though I am pretty much like an open book, I still, I can be transparent, but not too vulnerable. Like I can let you in, but I'm not going to let you touch too much to just, you know, like hurt me or hurt my feelings or whatever. But I feel like Amanda's Tale for me, um, that's a lot to digest. I really did enjoy the album and each song and tale. I heard a piece of my own stories and experiences. Some things y'all know and some shit not even my best friend knows. But probably because I'm judging my damn self still. But I'll discuss that in therapy. Um, because for some reason my chest just got real tight and I just got real uncomfortable. And I think I need to unpack that for a minute. But anyway, let's dive into this episode. After a word from my sponsor. Alright y'all, so we back. This episode is like super special to me. I don't really know what's about to come of it. We just kind of doing this on the fly. But yeah, here goes. Sissy. Yeah. <laughs> so sarcastic. But anyway. <laughs> okay y'all, so this is my... I don't even like calling you my best friend because that just feels like um, not enough, not descriptive enough of our relationship. Um, Sissy, I talk about, I've mentioned, I can't even say talk about, I've mentioned Sissy several times in several episodes. And then I just made her this long, mushy post the other day, which y'all, let me tell y'all. So... She was like, I'm glad you admit to your thievery. <laughs> Sis, this ain't nothing new. Like, I mean, it it wasn't nothing to admit to. Because who was I admitting it to? Didn't nobody know I was stealing from you? But you. But anyway. You was admitting it to yourself. It, whatever. It wasn't I need that. you to admit it to yourself that you steal. But you don't steal from nobody but me. For, exactly. So I don't steal. I just. Yes, you do. Take shit from you. That's No, that's different. Oh, you just borrow without giving it back? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> borrowing Whatever without Whatever helps you sleep at night. It's borrowing without the intention of returning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever makes you happy and helps you sleep, boo. But, no. So, like, I've been... I've been contemplating, like, how to do this sissy episode. Though we've been together quite a few times and it just never happens. But I think that's also um, quite indicative of just how we spend time together um and it's it's always been that way like even when we were several not really several but several states apart <laughs> several hours apart a long road trip apart and now we literally live next door to each other a state apart and we don't see each other nearly as much as we did when we were several hours apart but it's always just genuine time we can make these grand plans to do this or that and then we end up doing something way different (laughs) totally Uh unplanned totally you know off schedule but it's just good quality time and I can appreciate that I appreciate your place in my life I won't even say role just a place like you you're like this mantelpiece that's just there and it's out of place when it's not in its place so thank you Cece of course I bless you I bless you more I enjoy having a little sister that steals see y'all see how she just does ruin the moment to me (laughs) So like I I don't know I I can't even really tell you tell anybody like how we got to this point I think it just kind of happened yes yes like lots of long conversations yeah real long conversations like uh-huh. real naked conversations uh huh um. I don't know. I don't even know the point of, like, when I knew, like, you just gonna be here forever. Like, do you know? Because I don't, I don't know. Um, no. 
think it just kind of like organically happened, you know, after after I realized you don't trust anybody. Oh, she's <laughs> gonna dive right um, in. <laughs> yeah. You don't trust anybody, so to have all of the naked conversations, as you call them, I say transparent conversations, um, or just real raw conversations, then, I don't know, after a while with having those, I was like, yeah, she ain't going nowhere. (laughs) And you were okay with that. I'm stuck. (laughs) And she's stuck, because, yeah, you just don't tell all of that to somebody and then walk away and be like, huh, I feel better. Never going to see them again. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I I, th- I don't even remember what what all I told you. What did I tell you? Oh. Um, see? <laughs> <laughs> you talked about um the current relationship you were in. You gave that me a shit. little bit of family background. Ooh, um, you gave me some background on, you know, a younger you, like high school you, mm-hmm. um, college you, mm-hmm. um, some friends you met in college. You know, just trying to give me a look at your life up until the point that you know ours merged mm-hmm. um what's funny is that you what makes you you well yeah, yeah i think what's funny right now is that you're you're not ex- like disclosing full details of the conversations we had but i know exactly what i told you as you said uh-uh. that like that's just the I'm, that's just the connection that we have that i I can never explain to anyone that, like, just like that. I know exactly what you're talking about, exactly what I told you. And you understood exactly why I'm not the most trusting person. Mm-hmm. When it comes and to And I am like, still understanding that as you uh, heal and grow and remember stuff that you had forgotten about and revealed it to me. Really? Really? I thought I was more trusting now. You are more trusting now, but I don't really count because you trust me. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I do. Like, I, so. I just, I don't know. I can't, I can never really, de- like, I don't think adequately describe our friendship. So, like, our relationship became, we're not the same age. <laughs> we were on two totally different levels and just so as to not you know do too much like we were not equals in this situation like we were not so for me it was me coming to someone who is you know far more advanced of course career-wise than I at the time so it's like I'm coming to you for counsel And then this council just kind of like, I just kept coming back. (laughs) I kept going, I kept coming to therapy sessions (laughs) unofficially. And then it just grew. It's like, okay, this isn't just somebody I can come and talk to about what's going on now. But like, I never felt uncomfortable with you. I never felt, I never felt judged. I never felt weird i felt seen but not like the embarrassing you know Uh so i i can't even say that it was ever like a complicated relationship it just kind of grew into this friendship this sisterhood this 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 (laughs) to where like it bothers me the like the thought of you know how like you go through life and you lose people people die this kind of thing like the thought of that makes me want to cry because you've become this whole permanent fixture in my life and so now I'm just like no life without my sissy is trash (laughs) 
It's absolutely trash. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Like, it's just, I will never forget. I think for me, the the truly, though there have been many, like, pivotal moments in our friendship, I think the one that truly, really solidified it for me was, like I said in the post on Instagram, like, when you were contemplating, like, how can you get away from this conference <laughs> to come and just be there when my brother died? And I was just like, bro, she's literally working and she's trying to figure out how she can get here. That, it, though you had done so much prior to then, you had been so much more, you know, prior to then, that for me was like, yep, okay. She really, really stuck. I'm really, really stuck. And it's just what it is. But then it was also the same thing. When your dad died, I was like, so how the fuck can I get about this bitch <laughs> to get there and make sure that she got somebody to lean on? Because I understand. And and also, somehow we found the strength to comfort each other in the midst of grief because your dad died literally a month after my brother mm-hmm. both unexpectedly yeah so i get a 2 a.m phone call i'm due to get up i should have gotten up at like three yeah. because i needed to be at the airport at four for a five o'clock flight <laughs> yeah and so i get this 2 a.m phone call from you saying your brother died and that just jerked me out of my sleep. I'm like, okay, are you all right? Like, do I need to get to you? Yeah. That's the kind of are you all right that was. I knew she wasn't all right, but do I need to get to you? Do I need to scrap the plans for this conference? Yeah. Um, Pay my job back the money they have already invested <laughs> in sending me because y'all always going to be gone for a week. Yeah. And get to you and um the plan was for you to come meet me there anyway yeah we were supposed to meet in dallas right yeah but um you were like no just do your thing and so y'all there was a lot of telephone time i think the only time i was not on the phone was when i was actually in a session and i scaled back the number of sessions i went to yeah so i could stay on the phone um, through the whole week, basically, and then what you flew in the next day, okay. we changed the flight, you yeah. got there early, and then I just kind of went into sister mode, like, okay, we're gonna distract her. Yeah, you did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna distract her for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and if you need to break down, break down. And she actually did not. I was about to say, I don't think I did. They grieve different. <laughs> like, they a funny family anyway. But I have never seen mama, brother, sister cracking jokes about the person who just died. <laughs> at the rate that they were cracking jokes. Y'all. Listen, we just... I, I do... I really recall that often. Like... Uh, because, like I said, y'all, we were scheduled. We we planned more trips together when we were so far apart. And so this was actually one of those trips. Like, I was living in Texas, and she was like, I'm, I'm coming to Dallas for a conference. I'm like, bet. I was over them, them folks at my job. Anyway, <laughs> you got that? I was over. <laughs> I was over the folks at my job. Anyway, so I needed any excuse at this point to get away. Plus, I was, I was just so out of it and so really in autopilot. Like I literally left to for like what a week and a half, two weeks dealing with my brother's funeral, and then came back to work for maybe what three days to maybe a week and then was gone again so I I didn't care and I think in hindsight I think I was just kind of numbing like I didn't want to be stationary I just wanted to go so it didn't shit didn't mean nothing to me um you know to just be in the wind but 
we had planned that I mean what like a month two months prior um, probably more than that because y'all life hack if you have a job that lets you travel travel kind of like that that whole weekend like I remember it but it's honestly emotionally it it's a blur because I remember telling my mom I was like I have to cancel my my trip she was like no go because I guarantee you ain't shit about to pop off without you here <laughs> so did all of that I mean and you definitely did distract me I I remember thinking then like yeah she's trying to distract me I'm really okay but she's just trying to do anything to keep my mind off of this um mm-hmm. yeah like March why we in a pool in Dallas in March in the in pool March. in March yep. but I think then the like I said the next month your dad passed and I remember like immediately not not even thinking like I have to do the same thing that she did for me it was just natural I wasn't even thinking about my brother's passing I wasn't even thinking about my own grief it's just for me it was I know this feeling I know like my dad passed so I know exactly what you're thinking and I know exactly what you're feeling I I get it I understand so I just went into to sissy mode, like, what's up? What what you feeling? What you thinking? Talk about it. Cry? You need to cry? You good? <laughs> you and talk? I was just like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It'll hit me eventually because I was on a vacation. I was having the trip of a lifetime with people that I love. Mm-hmm. And I get a phone call the day we get ready to leave and I have to drive back eight hours. Um with that and she was like are you okay I don't know I was in that numb place yeah I was like I don't know it hadn't hit me yet it has but it hasn't so lots of phone calls from her and her mama (laughs) and her mom came with the disclosure and a disclaimer (laughs) um I'm like why I felt bad laughing as much as I was when I tell you you gonna cry look don't come to us talking about some somebody died because you finna crack up okay yes we about to talk shit didn't even know my mama didn't even know your daddy Mm-mm. and talked <laughs> all <laughs> noise. oh okay. my gosh I, that's my mama y'all <laughs> but yep. I, I love how I've never really had a friend who except with the exception of this one girl in high school but I've never really had a friend who was like introduced to my family like that because I mean like my family is just my family like it's it's they're my people that's my safe haven like I see you at school a lot of damn time so why do I need to have you around my folks <laughs> but you were just like a natural transition like my mama just welcomed you though she welcomes every damn body but <laughs> You know, well, not everybody, cause yeah, but you know, she just welcomed you so so easily, and she really calls you her bonus daughter. Mm-hmm. She does not refer to anybody, anybody that I've that has who's been, you know, pretty much a constant in my life. Like she don't know at all. She, mama, y'all. To tell you this, my mama don't buy Christmas gifts for no damn body else but her kids and her grandkids. If you if she did not birth you, if she does not have any relation to you at all, any blood relation to you at all, she ain't buying you shit. She ain't doing shit for you. <laughs> but my mama bought you a Christmas gift. She bought you a few Christmas gifts, actually. Yeah, she bought me a 
few and <laughs> shipped them to me, one of which she uh, texted and said, wrap your stuff up when you get it. <laughs> well, thanks, Ma. But then I had to remember she makes them do the same thing. Yes. So. You know, part for the course. We end up wrapping our own stuff anyway. So, I mean, it, it's only fair that she treats you the same way. But I'm, I've never had anybody to just be part of the family. Like, genuinely. She she does things. Like, so, did you tell, she'll ask me if I tell her something. Did you tell Kurt? What? No. I told you first. Oh, well, okay. Well, damn. <laughs> well, damn. I'm trying to tell my mama, and you just you. It's it's so crazy to me. It's weird to me, but I feel like though in my mind we've been connected. Because, like I said, calling you my friend is just it feels offensive. <laughs> it feels weird. It feels. It's awkward, but we've been connected for like almost seven years and it feels so much longer. It feels like sometimes it feels like we grew up together, but we know for sure we've had this this discussion that we could not have grown up in the same house with, Never. with your mom parenting uh-huh. us. My mom, we would have been fine, but your mom definitely not. Um, because we have such, such vast, like, personality differences, but we're so much alike. Like... I'm much more reserved than you are. Yeah, yeah, I guess she's trying to play me. <laughs> like, I really feel like, what about that? But go ahead, talk your <laughs> shit. <laughs> I have a filter on my mouth and my facial expression. Well, you got that. You got that right, cause I definitely do not. But I, I think that's just the balance. Like that's 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 a necessity that I I didn't know was that I needed. That was you have a lot of people who are friends in life, but you get that one or two, maybe three of that small circle that you know. You know, it's the true balance that you need. I didn't realize that you were that for me. Like, uh-huh. early on. But as we grow and as we, you know, navigate through seasons in life, like, I realized, like, yeah, she's definitely my voice of reason. And you're my voice of go ahead and turn all the way up. It's okay. Yep. Y'all, <laughs> like, so I have a, another friend, and Sora Brandy. She's like, we were talking about this the other day, and our birthdays are two days apart. She's big on the astrology tip. I just understand that I'm a Leo and that I'm really not the typical Leo. But you got to see last year like how how much we are alike. And we were talking about the other day that we're alike, but I'm the brains and she's the action. Uh-huh. You're definitely the brains, and I'm the action. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, Brandy and I will have the same reaction, and I'll think about it, but it takes me a minute to, like, turn up to that point. Brandy just gone off rip. She turned. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, let me start making calls to get the bail money because we headed to jail. <laughs> We're headed to jail. We getting so kicked out of somebody's establishment. Call people. <laughs> you, you're definitely the brains, and I'm surely the action. But you're always like, chill out. Like there, there are the times when you like, hey, calm down. It ain't that deep. It's not this serious. This is what you need to do. Y'all, she didn't talk me out of a whole bunch of stuff that could probably have me doing 25 to life right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be getting money on my books right now. <laughs> but then on the downside, her ass don't answer the phone all the time. So, I mean, I got one time to fuck up and she don't answer. And 
that's it. That, that'll be your last episode. You better appreciate the shit. Because <laughs> I would be fucked up. But I mean, I... I've honestly, any in really considering and taking inventory of all the friendships that I've had, I never really had that. It's always been somebody that just gonna affirm my foolery. And that is not real friendship. True. A real friend gonna tell you, stand down, you out of pocket. You know, that's my phrase for you, you out of pocket. Yeah, and I'm always out of pocket, according to and- her. <laughs> yeah, you out of pocket a lot sometimes. You know, you just be on one sometimes. Uh, and somebody got to talk you off the ledge. Because I be on it, bitch, ready to jump. <laughs> Looking over the edge like, yep, it's a good day to do this. Let's go. And she, and you just swoop in and be like, no. No. What you not? You got too much to lose. Think about X, Y, and Z. Fuck X, Y, and Z, bitch. Let's pop off. And you like... No. No. Sit down. <laughs> Y'all, I have to put my soothing voice on. She does. <laughs> she no. does. She really does. Like a, like a whole therapist voice. And I hate it sometimes because I like I, t- I remember telling my mama a long time ago, there's a time to be cool and there's a time to fuck some up. Yes, I said that mm-hmm. to my mama. <laughs> but which is like she was just too cool at the time. And I was like, nah, dog, you got, no, nah, you too calm. But I also recognize that that's why you and my mom, like, work so well. Because y'all are a lot alike. Though, my turn up is her. Uh-huh. But my calm is a combination of her and my daddy. Mostly my daddy. Uh-huh. My nonchalance is definitely him. Yeah, because she ain't got no chill either. She does not. Uh-uh. <laughs> she has no chill. She has more chill than I do, but she ain't got no chill. Uh-uh. Like, she gonna pop, she gonna pop her shit all day, every day. But And you gonna be okay with it. Am. <laughs> am. Yeah. I certainly am, but y- like, I've never... I, I don't have, you know, a biological sister. And, like, you probably about as close as I'm a kid. I think if I even asked my mama to have a baby for me at 60, she would cuss me out. <laughs> but I was also never that kid to ask for a younger sibling either. Not that I, uh, like I said, didn't want one, but I just... I never asked, never cared to. Um, but I appreciate you. I appreciate the pep talks. I appreciate you letting me cry and vent and listening to all my foolery. Because, y'all, I be coming to her with some real bullshit. And she laughs and be like, okay, yeah, that's funny. But no, what we're not going to do is, um, you've seen my, my ugly cry. And many Uh people don't see my ugly cry. You have like hugged me and literally y'all. So I'm a little bit taller than her and I'm a little bit sturdier than her. Translation, I'm bigger than her. <laughs> but you gonna play my life today. <laughs> yeah, she a crackhead for real. She eat like a bird. But have held me literally and figuratively um when I didn't need it. When I well not when I didn't need it, when I didn't know I needed it. Um and just been my sister. And you've shown me truly what sisterhood is. Um, I realized that I probably wouldn't have been the best big sister if I had one. I had a younger sibling. Because that kid would be all fucked up. I mean, ooh, terrible. (laughs) But I think you're such a good 
big sister to me is because you you really are somebody's for real like blood big sister though yeah so now she got a little brother and by little like he's skinny because he's tall as shit (laughs) he's tall as shit but he's just skinny and he like what two years older than me yeah he's single yeah i said what i said I heard you, child. I heard you. I ain't gonna say a word. I'm not in that. I heard you. He's single. I said what I said. But, I mean, I I don't think I could have prayed for a better big sister. Like, my brothers are pretty dope. But, I don't think I could have pray for a better big sister like a better female influence outside of my mom so thank you you're welcome thank you for coming into my life and walking through that door that day even though you were hesitant oh yeah okay let me tell y'all I was just, I was battling with myself about going to talk to her because I felt like my life was crumbling, as I tend to often do sometimes. I kind of realized that I'd be dramatic as hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, you admitted it in its own record. <laughs> I'd be dramatic as hell. I'd be feeling like my whole life is just crumbling. But it's, and what I realized is, is that what I feel like is crumbling is just what I see in that moment, like right in front of me, because I just have my breakdown, my pity party. And then once it's like, okay, the fog is lifted, then I can see long term. Okay. This might work out this kind of way. I just have to have my pity party real quick. Like, don't judge me. But at any rate, I was hesitant to go and talk to her because like she said, I'm not, I'm not a trusting person. I don't trust people with, with my vulnerability I can be transparent but I'm not about to be too vulnerable to where you can to where I can give you ammo I'm not about to give you something to use against me that's not how I operate so I really did have like this whole pep talk about you know with myself about going and talk to her because she just felt comfortable like I realized, I thought about this the other day that I said to you what people say to me all the time. You just seem like a good person to talk to. You just feel comfortable. You feel safe. And then they just come and dump all this shit on me. <laughs> and so I realized that that's what I did to you. And that's what I do to you all the time. And I kind of stopped in the recent years, like just dumping on you. At least I think so. I don't know. But um, it was a battle. It was like, do I say something to her? Because I didn't really know you. Like, I didn't really know you. I didn't know you at all. But I was just drawn to you and you felt right. And so I did. I came and I talked. And I'm, but I appreciate you for honoring my privacy because y'all, I'm a very private person. And so in this particular environment, everybody's just an open book everybody just sits and talks you know about personal private shit in front of everybody and that ain't never been my style like if i'm talking about personal stuff like it's it's a one-on-one situation so you honored my desire for privacy and my need to be in a trusted space and i think then i was good i was like okay she asked me if I needed to have a private conversation. Okay, all right. That's a check. I can fuck with it now. But then just talking to you, and especially about that toxic-ass relationship that I was in at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, y'all, she tried to convince me to stay with that dude, but then she didn't really know all the shit. So, it makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> she didn't know all the toxicity but um yeah like you you were just this safe space for me like you were this this comfort like a warm blanket 
He's still not a warm... Yeah, she a hot box. She really is a warm blanket. Like a literal warm blanket. Um, but chill. Like, it's it's just easy to talk to you. It's always easy conversation. Yeah, she's really being quiet. I'm kind of uncomfortable <laughs> that she's being so quiet right now. Because this is not how a normal conversation goes with her. She always got some shit to say. Because I was letting you say what you were gonna say see cause I have no idea what's about to come out of your mouth at any given moment whatever just never put me on speakerphone that's right we've established that but like but you were comfortable with coming in to speak with me only after you thought I was trash from your initial impression of me. But we're not going to talk about that. We can talk about it. I thought you was trash as hell. Mm -hmm. I thought you was real. Because the situation that we were in, you and someone else was judging people. But I'm a really quiet person. I was just really, I'm really observant. And I was just sitting back and watching. like, And I realized that the people around me were stupid as fuck. So... I was like slick judging them too with y'all, but I was like, "Why are you gonna judge them? You don't need, you ain't even get them a chance." And so I really did think you was trash, though. But how you got something to say when you had already judged them? Cause and you didn't even know them either. Do what I do, not what I say. <laughs> okay, exactly. But which one of us is the big sister? So <laughs> I just I. You know. I yeah I did I I did think you were trash but then it was just something about you that just kept pulling me to you like okay she's comfortable she's good to talk to and so then it just kept talking but it was I don't want it to to be like you know she's been there for me only all the time because we we both have had our down moments and we've you know supported each other through that but the thing is y'all I'm more vocal about it than she is. Uh-huh. Did you have to turn your voice up? Like I that did, because I needed them to know okay. that. Because you know how you, you have people in your life that they they don't have a problem telling you, you know, what you what they mean to you or what you mean to them or however. It's just she's she's not going to tell you that, guys. <laughs> She's not. I will show you all day. Yeah, but she ain't gonna say shit. She ain't gonna say shit because she... I'm not the emotional one of the two. She still ain't responding to my text emotional. Message. Let me take that back. I'm very emotional. Are you? Really? <laughs> You know, <laughs> we're not going to do this on this podcast. <laughs> I'm quite emotional, and I am getting better as I get older about vocalizing that. I.e., she's getting soft, y'all. Yeah, I'm getting soft at my old age, and I don't know how I feel about it right now. I guess I'm starting to embrace it, but I don't know. Anyway... But I have I have always shown you what you mean to me. Yeah. And I will even tell you every once in a while, but it's not a every conversation or every week. Now, I do tell you that I love you every conversation, but... You what? I lust you. Okay. See how she... Okay. You not, now you got to explain that. I do. So, my... who. How do I explain that? I don't know, because that's something that you started. So you really have to explain it. I know. So my godson used to say all the time, I love you. I love you. And because now my godson is her baby. <laughs> that's my boo-boo. It's, that's like, that's another, like, I won't say nail in the coffin, but just like another level of our connectedness <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like another level of our you know connection that we you know we share this commonality and so that's just what I say like we have him in common and I just had an issue because of him <laughs> and he is so not a little boy anymore he's just 
He's really not, and it pains me. And his birthday is coming up, and I might not be all right. I might be a hot mess that day. He he think he grown now. So, but yeah, I mean, that was just like, that was another level of commonality for us. So I just, I don't, just like her saying my name feels, it it sounds weird. Like. She don't answer me. No, don't don't let her tell y'all that it feel weird. She won't answer me. I don't, I will diddy stare at her. Cause who. Until I change (laughs) Cause who the fuck are you talking to? And now I'm looking upside your head like, I know you heard me the first five times. I know you heard me. I don't even want to say it no more. Whatever. Answer me if you're going to answer me. Don't if you're not. I don't don't know who that is coming from your your throat. I don't know who that is. I I know. know, I know who Sissy is. I know who Sissy is. But I don't know who. What? (laughs) <laughs> you you, uh-huh. you talking to me? But no, like I, mm, yeah, that was another level of connection. I forgot, honestly, forgot about that. It's just so common now. Yeah, but but I do tell you how I feel, and then I will show you how I feel. But um, I am the more reserved of the two. And I think, but I'm thing- getting better. I'm coming out. I'm discovering that other side of me when I fuss like about yeah and please know that we have these conversations all the time and it's it's just me joking like but I think the biggest thing in in recognizing that she that you are less vocal about you know how you feel about whatever and what I mean to you it just goes to prove that love languages are important even in your friendships mm-hmm. because you're not necessarily a words of affirmation kind of person but I am mm-hmm. so though I understand that it's cringy it's quite cringy <laughs> I will not deny that it is quite cringy it's like ugh she didn't say anything. But I also know that that's just not how you operate. It's just not how you you move. But I also know that you're like an acts of service kind of person. Or... Quality know. time. Yes, you are definitely a quality time person. Mm-hmm. She's not And when I know a... you need to hear it, I say it. It's not like she's never heard me say, I'm proud of you, and this is what's coming, and I'm excited, and I can't wait to see what's happening, or you did the right thing. She does hear it, but Sissy need to hear it, like, every day. Not every day. Okay, every other day. Okay, that's better. Okay. <laughs> that's, it doesn't mean that I'm not. It just. You know, I don't think about I need to say it every day because and part of it is because part of my everyday job is pouring into other people. She's an empath. Yeah. Terribly. I really am. It's horrible. (laughs) But it's great. Yeah. But and I do I pour into people professionally, but then I come home and I, I still pour when she go to therapy sessions and then she come back and she tell me what the therapist said and I'll be like I told you that three years ago but okay and I told you that for free but now that you done paid somebody to hear it (laughs) now we want to click now we want to make sense I bet I'm just gonna stop doing free therapy sessions I'm gonna start invoicing y'all behind but can you just like accept the fact that even when you told me three years ago can you honestly say that me then and me now then me was ready to receive and hear any of that no you were not and yes I have accepted that but (laughs) that ain't the point (laughs) so y'all she hears it out of my mouth yeah and she is affirmed all the time and the acts of service are real and the quality time is real when I am spending quality time 
you know without a doubt what you mean to me. Yeah. Because I'm very sentimental. She is. And everything I do, there's a story or there's a reason behind it. Mm -hmm. And so to know me is to know, it's like, okay, what's she about to do this time? Yeah, because, so let me tell you about this stuff here. So... (laughs) We, <laughs> we had this whole like um heart to heart last year about on her birthday weekend about my birthday and not uh-huh. even to make it like a self-centered conversation it just kind of came up because it I mean it was her birthday weekend and we you know we had a really chill weekend but it was really fun um crossing all these damn state lines but you know <laughs> in a whole panorama we was out here crossing but With a safely. whole lot of life falling right of but we were safe a lot of masks before the police gonna show up talking about oh y'all try right but we were safe we were absolutely safe but we still had you know fun as best we could and the conversation was just you know I'm not really sure how we got there, but we were talking about, like, you know, how for her not being celebrated the way she would have liked for her birthday and for me only being celebrated the way I would have liked at home. So it was, it just, we just met in the middle some kind of way and she mentioned that, you know, in her adult life, like nobody had bought her a birthday cake. And what I'm getting at is just the fact that you are so, you listen to everything. And so at this point, I pretty, I pretty much know that when you're listening, your eyes just kind of wander off like you make a mental note. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So I was talking about, you know, how people never came to my birthday parties as a child and, or they would RSVP and still not show up and that whole emotional bullshit and I have wanted I wanted to have a game night for my birthday last year but I mean pandemic <laughs> and we were on the phone um uh, with the weekend prior to my birthday like a few days before now she commutes from work to home okay so this heifer is telling me that she on her way home now, mind you, I recognize that it was pretty much, you know, traffic time. Okay. And it was raining. All right. And it was raining. Okay. But it took her, what, three, four hours to get home? No, it took me two and a half when it should have taken one. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It took her two and a half hours to get, quote, unquote, home in this rain, in this traffic, when in actuality, her ass was crossing the state lines (laughs) for my birthday weekend to give me the game night that I wanted and ultimately show up for me in ways that people had not, you know, when I was younger. So, it's mutual. It's not... It's not like a just uh, a take, take, take relationship from either side. It's we pour into each other in different ways. And I think that's what helps the balance. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. Because we just show up for each other in different ways. Like, I love that you don't ask. (laughs) You just do. (laughs) I'm not going to ask because you're going to say, oh, no, that's okay. You don't have to do that. I know I don't have to do that. I really wasn't asking permission. I was really kind of just giving you a notification. And so that's how it started out, you know, how it started versus how it's going. How it started was I would ask, and then I got to battle you. So how it's going, I just pop up. I don't have time for the back and forth. I see how she treat me. She just dismissed me. Uh-huh. I don't have that. <laughs> but that's, and that's, again, that's why, you know, 
understanding your your friend's love language is important because she she knows that even I could be like in a whole dire ass situation and I'm not gonna ask for help. I'm not. Even when I check and say, hey, you good? What you need? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm good. And then I just, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Because I don't have time. She'll say what she needs to say once she's processed it and once she's ready to talk about it. I'm not about to pull teeth to get it out of her because that's what it's going to be like because she's not ready. And I know that at this point. So I'm just like, okay, but I asked. And I just go ahead and do whatever it was I was going to do in the first place. And eventually a day or two goes by and you're like, okay, well, this is what happened and this is what's going on and this is how I feel. And I'm like, yeah, I knew that when I asked the question, but I was letting you be grateful. Like, yeah, she, when I tell you she's the calm one of the two of us, I was like seeing this dude. And I think she still want to fight him. You still want to fight him? Well, it depends on which one. Oh, she just made me sound like a hoe. I didn't say that. I said it depended on which one. And I think I know the one you're talking about. No, I don't want to. Yeah, I want to fight him. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. The most recent one. <laughs> he can, yeah, he can catch hands this any day <laughs> on site. Yes, definitely. And he's much bigger than me, but I don't really care. Meanwhile, I just want to run up on all her exes. <laughs> yeah. He can definitely catch hands. You know, he's the type of ex that when I go to the gun range for stress relief, you put his picture on the He's target. my motivation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you should do that next time. You should put his picture on the target. No, I'm not going to do all that because I wouldn't insult my target like that. See? But. Pity. He's my motivation. You know, put you some good music on and just let the bullets sing. Wow. And then you just exhale and you feel better. All without catching a case. Y'all should try it. Mm. It works. But I'm the, she says that I'm the ratchet bitch between the two of us. I probably am. I probably am. I probably am. Yeah. 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 I have moments. Yeah. I have moments. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I am. I guess I am really the ratchet bitch between the two of us. Because that just does not work in my world the way it probably needs to (laughs) yeah i always have to be put together i always have to be poised and responsible and it has been like that my entire adult life which is fine i'm good with it i love the life that i live but it does not allow for a lot of error Mm. or a lot of just letting your feelings be your feelings Because you are showing up for other people. And so I don't get to have a bad day, regardless of what's going on in my world. Now, when I get in my office, I can have whatever kind of day I need to have. (laughs) But outside of my office with that door open, no, you got to be put together. And so that plays a huge role into the personality, you know, with the personality differences. But it also plays a huge role in me discovering that it's okay to just be like, fuck all this. Not today. Yeah, because I be telling her to just fuck all them. (laughs) (laughs) We often, we do discuss, and then we probably gonna wrap this up. But we do discuss all the time, like, she's now in my world. Like, (laughs) you know, um, can you do that? I'm telling people, you a trained doula. She knows what she's doing. I be teaching her what she know when she listen, because she a hothead. Really? <laughs> but I'm not a hothead. I'm a researcher, and it just bothers your soul that I would rather research it than pick up the phone just and ask. ask. <laughs> God. But I, 
we approach life like quite similarly but differently and so now even just being in my world in as far as you know birth work and just it's I'm seeing a totally different side of you um Mm -hmm. and I believe you're seeing a totally different side of me (laughs) but I'm excited to embark on the the journey of like really figuring this shit out for real together um moving through life whatever that looks like together um y'all she got mad at me the other day because I made a, a statement about if she would be available at my wedding and she got in her you got cussed out she got in her don't say I got mad you got cussed out. She got in her feelings. She had a very... Because why would I not be available? She had a very emotional response. You know? <laughs> I don't need this negativity in my life. Especially before I get on a Zoom. That could have been an email. And I know y'all feel me. Yeah. On a Friday. Yeah. Damn, it's I don't Friday. need this negativity in my life. It's right. But... I appreciate you for finally doing the sissy episode that y'all, like I said, we have been together a few times in the past shit, few weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Month, months. (laughs) And it just never happens because of the, the quality of the time that we spend with each other. Um, And I had to agree to it because, like you said in the post, I never want recognition. Yeah, she never wants recognition at all. Nor all this heat that you can bring. Who, me? Not publicly. I bring no heat? Child, please. Never. (laughs) But, like, I really wanted to do this episode um, not just because you're you, but... And this is really a mild episode. She gonna come back for another episode. Little does she know what she know now. <laughs> and it's gonna be like a real genuine ass, like for real conversation. Because she she just getting her feet wet at this point. But y'all gonna get a real conversation between us, a real like sissy conversation between us to hear the dynamic, the roller coaster that is a talk <laughs> between us. Um, we can oh, start man. out, you know, pure comedy and end up damn near crying um just because when we talk we have moments of clarity that sometimes you can't really have when you're talking to yourself or just having that inner monologue um and I wanted to kind of put the voice (laughs) with the description um that I had in the post because I don't I guess I feel uncomfortable calling her my best friend. I feel uncomfortable calling her my friend because she is and has been and always will be my sissy. Like, I don't even just, I don't even say big sister. I just say my sissy. And if you're around me enough, you know that sissy is just sissy. Uh Like, that's just it. And... I I love you, Cece, and I thank you for finally doing the Sissy episode. Yeah, she was about to be sounding like a, a big brother. <laughs> if, I, if I hadn't letting her oil her throat up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I appreciate your place, your space, your existence in my life and I'm not about to cry right now um I yeah like you're just sissy and you're gonna always be sissy I don't even really have the words anymore to describe how much I love you how much I appreciate you how much I really be dependent on you (laughs) Uh uh-huh for just everything for whatever. So thank you, 
Sissy. For all the things and nothing that we get to do together. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And I bless you more. And it is a pleasure to do life with you. I will say that it's fun. I've not had a little sister. Like she said, I'm, I am the oldest. And so this is a different type of adventure for me. Um, and it's one I wouldn't trade. And I can't wait to see where life takes us. And particularly you, um, I'm just waiting. You know, biggest cheerleader other than mama in the crew is always going to be me. So I'm happy I agreed to do the episode and I'll do some more. Um, uh, maybe she says one day the some people more. Will let I know, right? You got it on. You it's recorded. You can play it back, and I'm sure you will because you petty. Okay, I will. Um, but you know, I think this is the closest you're going to be able to get for the people to hear the dynamic, and because you really just got to see it. <laughs> yeah, for real. But this wraps up this episode, y'all. And she's gonna be back probably even maybe in the next one. I don't know. I'll holla at y'all. <laughs> The Spoonful of Sugar segment is inspired by the Mary Poppins phrase, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. In this segment, I gave an inspirational quote or piece of encouragement because sometimes we just need a little pick-me-up or in this case, a spoonful of sugar to make a tough, unpleasant situation or hard pill to swallow just a little bit sweeter. This week's Spoonful of Sugar is real simple. Cherish your friends. The ones who you know going to hold you down through it all, going to ground you, keep you humble, and let you know when you fucking up, and also encourage you when you're doing well, and maybe when you're falling apart a little bit along the race. I love my best friend, my sister. Best friend, she's not that. <laughs> my sissy. My sissy poo, my big sister, my confidant, my shoulder to lean on to cry on the one who wipes the tears um all the time just cherish the people who you know are there who have proven that they are constant who have proven that they are the roots of the tree and not the branches and the leaves and the little birds that fly away who literally stick with you no matter what who have seen you up down you know good bad and different and you know gonna stay and ride with you through it all. Cherish them, love them, hug them, give them their flowers while they're here. Because when they go, it's it's a life-altering situation. So if you have that person or those people that you know hold you down, you may not talk every day, which me and Sissy talk all the time, like literally every day. If you know you got those people, who have been there and will always be there. Let them know that you love them, that you appreciate them. All right? Y'all make sure y'all be out here safe, washing your hands, drinking your water, practicing social distancing, and minding your damn business. But most of all, y'all, please, please play nice. I'll let y'all next week. One more thing, Sugar. Don't forget to rate, review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on all your podcasting platforms. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.